You want me to read what? Are you serious? Okay. The following show features an asshole talking about things with reckless disregard for what the viewer and or listener may or may not think. Accordingly, the producers of this show would like to insist that if any of the subject matter offends you, that you kindly fuck off and or run naked backwards through a field of dicks. Thank you and enjoy the show. got a chance to talk with Faye Morgan, a close personal friend of mine, about some stuff that kind of happened with an email from Spartan Race about two weeks ago. Now, I don't want to steal her thunder, so let's just go ahead and jump right into it and listen to what she had to say about it. So I'm here with Faye Standing. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's, that's a popular <laughs> thing. I'm here at Faye Morgan. Not again. <laughs> uh, who is like one of my good friends and also an amazing elite racer and apparently is overlooked by Spartan Race enough that they can't even spell your, like, your name right or even care to get it right. Let's just put it that way. They don't even care to get your name right <laughs> on emails that you know, talk about you as a veteran and like your service to our country and like you're a rock star mom. So why don't you tell me, us, all of us, about your honest, candid opinion about that email and what, what actually went into it for that email to even be like drafted in the first place? Well, like grand scheme of things, like let's put it into perspective, not the end of the world, but um, was this kind of a funny, interesting thing that went down that kind of gave me a chuckle and actually got really big response from some good friends like you and other people in the OCR community reached out to me. Um, so I just, I did one of the Joe DeSena, like Joe versus pro 30 minute workout, which was fun, pretty low key. And then, you know, Spartan always does a good job follow up with like an email. Hey, this, you know, say someone or whatever athlete, you know, went against Joe, it's going to be aired tomorrow. So they try to like, you know, promo it day before leading up with a either Instagram story. And then, um, in this case, an email that goes out to the masses and, you know, great headline, just talked a little bit about my background, you know, mother of four super mom and Marine Corps veteran face Stenning was the headline and then kind of went into it and then mentioned her name again, um, in the body of the email and actually say, shot it to me and was like, uh, they put my name in where it should have been your name. I guess easy mistake phase, not a common name. Like I guess with the Ryans, they're probably a little bit more diligent with, you know, which one they're speaking to. Um, and let's just call a spade a spade. Like for me to be even be mentioned in the same sentence as face standing is always a win in my book. Love her. She's a good friend, but, uh, you know, there's different caliber of pro athletes and, if we're talking about tiers or varsity JVC squad, like phase up there. Right. Um, but yeah, so that went out and it was kind of a bummer. Cause like, I don't do a ton of stuff or I don't, you know, my name isn't typically on the 
the headlines. So, um, in the rare opportunity that it is, it'd be nice if they use my name for the credit that's due. So it's a little bit of a bummer, especially because I had to wake up at like 4.30 a.m. Pacific time to match up with, you know, Joe's whatever time he was starting. But um, yeah, so the email went out, got a bunch of messages. People were like, they can't even get it right. Attention to detail, that kind of stuff. Um, and I, I didn't really care to like, you know, reach out or say anything about it, but they did. She, she was like, Hey, you guys got this wrong. And they, you know, wrote her back right away, which I thought was pretty cool. And then my husband actually was pissed and he, so he gets all the Spartan emails. He came and ran the Dallas race with me last year. It was kind of like a birthday weekend. And so now he gets all the emails and he looks at them and opened it up. He was like, that's weird. Cause they stayed at our house before and clearly she's Canadian Clearly, she's not a mom, bless her heart. Um, so it was just like ironic for him to open that up. And you know, he was a Marine too, and mm-hmm. spent a lot of time in the service. So to have that wrong, like get that right, you know. Um, so they wrote him back right away, said they were gonna fix it. So then, you know, a couple of days passed, and he was like, So did they fix it? And no, I, they did not. You know, there was no follow up email that went back out. There was no fixing it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I tr- want to trust that they're doing the right thing and they're doing their due diligence and paying attention to detail. But, you know, like if you're, if you're saying that you fix it, fix it. Yeah, I agree with so, you. Like, I mean, let's, let's be honest. So, like, you know, they had a 50% chance of getting it right in the email because there's only two phase. Whereas if it was like Ryan, they had like a what, a one in eight chance. So <laughs> Yeah, good point. <laughs> I, but at the same time, like it's, it was a Memorial Day email. You served our nation. By the way, thank you for your service. And Thanks, they, they didn't even bother to, as you said, correct the problem. I know I emailed Spartan immediately when I saw it. I was like, I think you guys mean Faye Morgan, not Faye Standing, <laughs> for, for like, you know, a handful of reasons. And uh, I got an immediate response back from Alex McCone, which he's an awesome guy. I love Alex. And I probably butchered his last name. I'm really sorry about that too, Alex. And uh, he's like, I'm really sorry about this. We're going to take care of this. We're going to fix it. And like, there's, there's been no email yet. There's no, there's been no correction. They didn't even address it in their social media, like nothing. And I'm like, for you, you served our country. You got up at four in the morning to do a workout with Joe. Like you volunteered yourself and like to not see like, Spartan like own up to their mistake and like correct it. Maybe granted, we still have like a couple days left or whatnot before it's Memorial Day. They could, you know, make it right, but still it's been like a week and a half. And when this yeah, is, it's almost two weeks. Yeah. It's like it's like it's too little, too late at this point. Yeah. So I think for Murph, my husband, like he just wanted someone that, you know, for me like I said before, not being like varsity level protein tier one. Um, when we have a chance to shine, it's kind of exciting for us. And like, to be honest, mom of four, I kind of have to bust my ass to make stuff like this happen. And especially him too. Like mm-hmm. when I go to these races, I, I could not do what I do and be a part of this team w- without Murph. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's the guy at home watching the kids or whatever it is. So you know, he's making some sacrifices too. So it's just frustrating a little bit. And, um, they did have an opportunity to fix it, but I think, like you said, it's, it's a little bit, it's past at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do have Memorial weekend upon us, but you know, <clears throat> for me as a veteran, like 
with Memorial weekend, it's more about like honoring those that have fallen. Absolutely. You know, it's kind of nice um, to talk about the veterans and all that, but like, yeah, this weekend's a big day to honor those um, that are no longer with us. But yeah, I think, you know, Spartan wants to take advantage of there being a veteran on their pro team mm-hmm. and, and promote it that way. But um, yeah. So like I said, you know, not, not the end of the world, but should be something like if your job is media, like let's just like do one more. Double check. Yeah. A double check. It doesn't hurt to like check over the name real quick or have someone, Hey, can you read this email real quick? Do I have everything right? Anyone who has like, you know, even a moderate amount of knowledge about the sport knows that there's a difference between you and face standing. And I'm, I'm, I will disagree with you. You, you are, even though you say that you're not tier one, I think that you are. You are an absolute class act. You're total badass. So, like, don't cut yourself short, ma'am. Like, give yourself some credit. You're tier one talent. I think so. Thanks, Bill. You're welcome. I appreciate that. So, (laughs) now that we've, like, in the most tactful of way possible, ran Spartan through the mud. Ha! Pun. (laughs) Pun. Uh, (laughs) Let's talk about... Muddy sport. It is a muddy sport. Um, (laughs) We've kind of touched on your background. Like, you're... Uh, you know, I'm not going to say you're not a former Marine because once you're a Marine, you're always a Marine. My father's a Marine. Too. You know this. Absolutely. Yes, you do. So like, that's kind of like your background, but like talk about like your athletic background, like, cause obviously like something was the precursor to being in the Marines. My athletic background goes way back. My mom and dad were super athletic. My mom worked at an athletic club, was like the group fitness instructor, a lot of the golden aerobics through the eighties. And we were just kind of around fitness. Like we got to play around the weight room where she worked. And then my dad was a 30 year Seattle firefighter. So he was always fit and pushing all five of us girls. Um, I have four sisters. So just kind of like part of our family. We just were active. And my mom was running races in the eighties. We'd go to triathlons with her and then marathons. And then, um, I got super into gymnastics from the time I was five to 14. And then I quit gymnastics because I wanted to play varsity sports in high school and focused on basketball, if you can believe that. And started playing club and traveling around. And then that was me, (laughs) five foot one. And then I ended up playing at a small school college in Walla Walla, Washington, uh, like a tiny private liberal arts college. And I turned out for the cross country team leading into the basketball season. One, I mean, at most big schools, you couldn't play two sports. Like you had to focus on one, but our mm-hmm. school was small enough to where I could do both. And in my mind, I thought, well, I'll get in shape. I'd run one year track in high school and I was pretty decent at it. And turns out I was a pretty good runner. So um, I did end up playing all four years of basketball in college, but then I also ran four years on the cross country team. So it was kind of that. Um, where I just discovered, oh, I, I don't just have fast twitch. I maybe have some slow twitch muscles that, and I, um, I ended up running like my senior year was all regional team. So I mean, this is Division three. We'd run against like Pomona, Pitzer College, those kind of smaller schools. It wasn't anything like D one, but it's it surely introduced me to this sport of running and mm-hmm. um, learned to love it. Ran, running on the dirt, and then come my senior year of college, had no idea what what I wanted to do with my degree. So why not just join the Marines? And I was commissioned as second lieutenant and shipped off to Quantico, Virginia for officer training and kind of just went from there. And then I discovered soon that the Marine Corps, in addition to most branches of service, have what's called like 
all branch sports teams. So they have all Marine football, all Marine basketball, all Marine marathon team. And then you compete basically against the other branches. So the all the, the all army team, the all air force team. And so I was on the all Marine team for the marathon and the running team. And it was awesome. It, it was like almost felt like you were a professional runner, although you were just wearing a Marine Corps Jersey. We got to travel to London for the half marathon every year, nice. DC for the Marine Corps marathon in October every year. And we do a, a week long training camp in park city, Utah, oh. all on, all oh, on your, uh, horrible yeah. place. All on tax dollars, all on tax dollars. So money well spent. Um, but it was an awesome, so it was an awesome experience. And, um, I felt like it was something that I could have never done anywhere else. I, I mm-hmm. surely couldn't have run like for Brooks or for Wazelle or that, but like being able to represent my country, not just like in service, but also in sport was a pretty unique thing and something I'll never forget. So yeah, then, then that transition. So as a Marine, you're like doing obstacles. And we, I mean, the obstacle course we had in Quantico is like, not far off from a lot of the obstacles that they put up at a Spartan race. So I agree. Pretty seamless transition for me getting into OCR. And so my father being a Marine, he was stationed a lot of time in Quantico, Virginia as well. So there's a very good chance there was overlap between us being like my living in Nova and you're living in Nova. So that's Northern Northern Virginia for people who aren't familiar with the terminology. Uh, So very interesting. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. So I was raised by a Marine. That's kind of piqued my interest in obstacle course running when I was like yeah. younger and whatnot. So this just kind of like seemed like a natural fit for me whenever I finally got into it after it kicked my ass the first time. <laughs> <laughs> but like, obviously, so you, you have this endurance background and you have this background and like serving our nation and the Marines being a devil dog. But like you, like obviously at a certain point, like you separated from the Marines and then you got into CrossFit. And that's actually like kind of how I had some ideas for you like a couple years ago about doing some stuff in your CrossFit box. And so clearly that's like, that's, that's kind right. of bread and butter for your training. And like, so how did you go from obviously the Marines to CrossFit and then into Spartan race? It's funny because Murph ran a Spartan race in Malibu, gosh, way back in like 10 or 11. Like one of the first races that they they did, and it was, they had a race out in Malibu, and I he went by himself with some other coaches at our gym, and then he also had been a CrossFit coach, so he kind of was the one that got me into it. Ironically mm-hmm. enough, because now he wants nothing to do with <laughs> being a Spartan racer, which is fine. Um, so yeah, he ran one, and then it always would come to Temecula twice a year. So you know, I'm always going to jump into a local race, especially one that has mud, and uh, literally ten minutes from my house. So they'd have it. January and September every year was like mm-hmm. a super and a beast. Um, so I did that for like three years straight. And then, um, finally like was having kids between the, so I had had two kids and then had two more while I was racing mm-hmm. and couldn't really do the whole full circuit thing that I do now where I'm like basically doing the national series events and just, you can't as a mom that's having babies and then you're in and out, you know, nursing and all that. So once Scout was born in 15, kind of spent a year of, transitioning out of like that you know early motherhood stuff Mm -hmm. and then went kind of full bore into racing after that and um started doing better and then getting more podiums and then in 17 the last year that they did the masters only this is pre-age group years Mm -hmm. um I won at Tahoe I actually got to stand on the podium uh for 40 plus next to Hobie was I think his last year doing masters too um 
And then 18, that's when they transi- transitioned over to the age group. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of exciting to be able to represent that last year. They actually recognized and paid out masters for podiums. Like one of the um, last payouts for masters category. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah. Oh, this is my, my sweetness scout. Can you say hi? <laughs> that's Mr. Bell. He's got little ones too. That is staying in. That is absolutely staying yeah. in the podcast because mommy, that's mommy, so adorable. Yeah, no, her voice. It's so sweet. Um, she's coming at one, sweetheart. So yeah, um, and that's just kind of the story and stuck with it. And I plan to for a long time to come. Come, I've got a great husband that supports the racing circuit, and you know he gets to do his thing. He's a big time mm-hmm. skier and hunter, so you know sometimes they'll come to races with me and the kids will do the kids race. And yep. then other times I'm flying solo, which is kind of nice. I get a mom break. It's like a, a you know, a girl's weekend, if you will. We mm-hmm. have kind of our group that we'll stay with like the Ashley, the Casey Cali group. And it just, it's kind of our version of a getaway. So sometimes I involve the family. Other times I don't. And it works great every time. Absolutely. And you kind of have that like family history from where like you were obviously pushed to be very active when you were younger by your parents. And like I've seen your Instagram profile and how you get your kids involved and they look ridiculously fit. <laughs> so like clearly like the gene, it's either the gene pool is strong. It's either nature versus nurture. I, honestly, it's probably a little <laughs> bit of both in this case. I think it is a little bit of both. It's funny because yeah, even like physique wise, I remember growing up and people would like, we'd be, be in the mall and people would stop my mom and be like, what do you do for your arms? And she'd be like, what? Excuse me, you know, flexing. <laughs> and so a, part, a lot of that is genetics. It truly is. But the other part is environmental and work ethic and it's what we do and how we were raised. And yeah, getting my kids involved too. I, I try to kind of tread cautiously with that one just because, you know, I don't want to force what I'm doing on them. I want them to love it and grow to love it the way that mm-hmm. I did. Um, what's that movie? The great Santini type stuff. You know, I want to push them in good, healthy ways yes. um, and find that healthy balance. So, and I think we're doing that. Um, but you know, as a parent, like you just want to make sure put it the right way. And hopefully we are, we'll see yeah. time. will tell how much we're screwing them up. Exactly. Well, yeah. We'll find out like later whenever they send us the bill for their psychology, um, yep. their shrink <laughs> sessions. But, uh, so yeah, so you, I think it's important cause I'm like trying to, I'm not trying to push, uh, my kids to like get involved in like, and obviously one's too young yet, but the other one is like ripe age to like, let's start doing some stuff. But you don't want to push yep. them and like burn them out, but you want them to like, be like have this mindset like seeing you like being active and, like it's a very important part of my life it should be a very important part of your life it's fun it's enjoyable do not let them see that you know you're suffering that you know, you've got a smile on your face and you're enjoying it yep absolutely so take us back to like your first race because you know if you've listened to the prior episodes and i think everyone has their story about their first race and how it kind of opened their eyes or either lit the fire or whatnot like your first race what was that like was that like uh, just uh, it broke you down or you were like this is for me because clearly you had like the athletic background you had like the the marine mentality you had the endurance like what was that like yeah so I'd had that experience of running marathons and finishing a race just completely spent like 26 miles of pounding on your feet mm-hmm. like I'd had that feeling but then like when I did the beast or even the super here in Temecula for the first time it just was like 
something more than that. Like I didn't think you could push yourself any more than that 26.2 feeling, Mm -hmm. but there was something about just that like pure utter exhaustion of like that, that beast distance, but then plus the 30 obstacles that, I mean, I would just be like racked out for the rest of the day on the couch. And this was like before I even knew how to train right for it. Um, yeah. So, but you know, when it was over, I was like, oh, I got to do this again. Like you just, that feeling of just utter exhaustion, like you want to reciprocate it. And yeah. So the first couple just got me hooked. And then, um, I guess the, really the next race that I did other than this California ones were going over to Ohio where my husband's from and we did races there. So yeah. And now I'm trying to, you know, the tough part for me and not that I'm special cause I'm a mom. Um, and I, there's any level of making excuses, but it's just different. Like there's the mom guilt that's associated with traveling and leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm sure you feel this as a dad too. Like mm-hmm. it, you want to give everything you've got to this sport, but like my primary role in this earth now is, is these little ones. Absolutely. So there's, there's a way to balance, but also like no matter what you do, there's going to be those feelings of I should be home with them instead, or, you know, what am I missing out on? Or what are they, you know, like getting those, um, FaceTime calls when I'm gone and, mm-hmm. you know, scouts crying and there's that. Um, so yeah, just, I think you can find a balance and not neglect your child and, and show them that you're doing something positive. And, mm-hmm. um, but that's, I struggle with that a lot. Yeah. So understandable. So, um, I struggle with it too, as a, as a father, it's something that, you know, obviously I, love my kids it's just a matter of like you know picking the the right balance that's right for me yeah yep um so one of the things i did want to ask you about was like you you obviously changed your training and you uh, i can see all the deltas that you have in the in the back there in your home gym excuse me what uh, i can see all the deltas <laughs> that you have back there. yeah exactly right Show them off i have one <laughs> uh so right. talk to me about like so obviously like you you've evolved as an athlete like throughout the course of your entire life how did you like evolve in terms of like your training for ocr yeah so um i finally got serious i hired ian hosek uh what, 18 and i just feel like up until that time I was just kind of throwing crap on the wall. And I finally was like, mm, let's, let's dial this in. Let's do it right. Let's have some structure. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I got a whole lot of grit when it comes to racing. I got a, a, that pain cave place I can get to. I, I think a little bit more than the average elite athlete. Um, you know, just that dig factor where mm-hmm. I think the Marine Corps helped with that. Just being in those dark places and having to dig and kind of do something bigger than yourself. Um, Marine Corps taught me a lot of that. Um, so I always kind of relied on that, but then mm-hmm. after a while I was like, that's not going to get me through every race. So working with Ian kind of just taught me like how to do it right. Uh, kind of like cut down on the fluff. So taking mm-hmm. out just the garbage miles, mm-hmm. just focusing on those high quality workouts. Um, my strength has always been fine. Just, I think from that gymnastics background and then being mm-hmm. a CrossFit coach, um, I knew what I had to do and just what makes me tick and, and all that was great. And then it was just a matter of combining that strength piece with the, the good running and being an efficient runner. And, um, 
just doing the programming the right way versus just like getting out and running seven days a week. I mean, there was a period of time for years where I would run every single day. And now as I'm about to turn 43 next month, like I just can't do that anymore. You know, my body was breaking down. So just with time, I've kind of figured that out a little bit, but he was a great help. And then now I've just sort of been going off. Now, now I kind of feel like I know what I'm doing a little bit more. Yeah. So just, I think you should give her a popsicle. Heeding the advice of the experts in the field, and we have a lot of them. So we do, and like you're one of the uh, few uh, athletes that I know has two coaches, and Ian is also my coach as well. He's my running coach, and he's helped me like get rid of like all of my garbage miles and helped me like see the light of training properly. And you know, he's made me a much more efficient runner Uh, now. If only my butt would stop being such a pain in the butt. And uh, (laughs) allow my, maybe my piriformis could unlock so I could run uh, without any type of like pain or whatnot. But that's, that's all on me. That's all because of my soft tissue and not responding the way that it wants to. But um, so you also have a second coach who helps you with like some of your workouts as well that you're a regional athlete in, or are you a, are you a premier athlete? I think what Yancey calls it the roster athlete. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I'm one of his premier athletes, which was super stoked to get on board with him because mm-hmm. he's got some big names. He does to include Raya, uh, Ryan Kent, got Alex Walker. There's mm-hmm. a, there's a ton. So pretty humbling that he brought me on board. Um, I met him initially that year, the last year of that Masters competition in Tahoe, and then we just kept in touch. And he's helping with grip stuff. So yeah, I've got my gymnastics background, but if you don't work that stuff, it, it goes away. Quick. It does. So. Yes. He helped me bring it all back, and I feel like I'm as strong as I've ever been. Um, kind of lost muscle-ups for a while. I got those back with all the grip stuff he's been giving me. Um, it's just like that accountability piece is huge for me, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's got like a great community on Facebook and just, you know, people that I keep in touch with and we'll compare workouts and post our stuff to the, the Yancey leaderboard. And mm-hmm. it's just like a really cool community to keep everyone accountable. And if you're doing his stuff, like you're more than ready for any Spartan, any OCR. I've talked about Yancey before on the first episode with uh, Alex Walker. <clears throat> and then obviously I, I couldn't recommend a better, like more economical coaching system than Yancey camp for people who are new to the sport. But if you want to take your running seriously, I think that you and I both would agree Ian Hosick is a wizard in terms of making you yeah. run fast and helping you build your endurance. And I've, I've been lucky enough that he brought me under him as a coach under the Hosick PE umbrella. Oh, that's right. He did. Yes, he did. That's so awesome. I, I clearly have good things to say about Ian and Ian's going to be yeah. on like later on. So we could talk about all the knowledge and wisdom that he has in that big, beautiful brain of his. So uh, it's, it's also good to like t- chat with you and be like, it's not just me. I'm not just like pushing an agenda. Like he really like, I, he filled in a lot of knowledge gaps that I had uh, mm-hmm. in terms of like proper training for endurance. And like, now that I have like all those knowledge gaps filled in, I'm like, it makes total sense. And just having like him as a resource has been tremendous. So if you are looking, if anyone who's listening <clears throat> looking for like a good running coach, I think that Faye and I would both recommend you get in touch with Ian and he will make you fast. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I also would say if he's full and not accepting athletes, someone else to look into is Mark Botres. Yes. Who not only, I mean, the guy was like an all-American NCAA Division One athlete, the, the speed's there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the same way that Ian, like these guys just nerd out on running. So oh, like if, if you're not at that nerd level, like these guys live, breathe, and eat it. And just so much knowledge in, in that arena. And then – 
um, his wife, Natalie's kind of been picking up and helping with the coaching mm-hmm. piece too. So they're like, they've been, they're a good team and there's just like, there's, there's just a good crew in OCR. Like you, you think about OCR, you're like, Oh, it's just running through the dirt and the mud, but we've got like some amazing world-class runners that are Absolutely. part of this community. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Strong runners. And like, also like just really good people. Like, I mean, it's, uh, you're, you're yeah. really hard pressed to find someone in the sport that you're just like, that guy's a dick or like <laughs> that girl. I just can't be around her. She's just not cool. Like I don't want to talk with her at all. Like you're really hard pressed to find those people. Yeah, no, that's what I love about it. Yep. We've been in lockdown for like the past two months. And realistically, probably going to be like one more month and or maybe more depends on whatever happens with like Utah. Uh, How are you staying focused on your training and like getting like mentally like prepared or like just just staying focused? Because that's the biggest thing. Like I just I don't feel like I want to go for my run because I'm a competitive person. I need competition and there's no competitions right now. This lockdown has actually been good for me as far as training. Um. The tough part's been adding in the homeschool piece. So like mm-hmm. typically I would get all my, my mornings just all to myself, kind of just use that nine to noon time frame to train before I pick Scott up from school. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we're like diving in at like 9 a.m. and 9 to 1 is like all homeschool stuff. I actually got my in too long. That's okay, buddy. We'll go fix it. Um, and then we, I don't know about you, Bill, but like we went kind of – uh, close your ear, scout, ape shit on just home projects. So we got a pretty legit setup now. Um, we got this rogue bar. Um, nice. So we got pull-up rat. We got bench. We got barbells. We got these bumper plates. Uh, got this four hammer from Yancey. We got an assault bike. Um, we got a rower. And then I got this brand new Mother's Day present. In all its glory, the Nordic Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, it's been legit. So lucky me. But we got a pretty good setup now. Finally just like cleared everything out of the garage, got rid of like 10 years worth of stuff and Mm -hmm. freed up some space. So it's just kind of, I don't know, we just hit the reset button. I Mm -hmm. think a lot of people have because we have this time to do it. And so that's been great for our garage gym situation and with four kids at home. like, And obviously you are four. Um, the gyms are closed, so <laughs> no choice. It is all staying in. Like uh, honestly, Scout is getting like an honorable mention in this spot. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should ask her questions too. And no, she- <laughs> there's the stink face. Stink face. She yeah, she's good at that one. With three with three older brothers and two parents that were Marines, this girl oh, just had yeah. to uh, make her way. So that was actually one of the questions that I was going to ask is because I, I schools are out. Schools have been out for two months. Like there's been the huge fear about COVID nineteen. So you've had to balance being a mom, being an athlete, and like it's that's it's daunting. Like and also like so is, do you have like a job as well? Or are you a full time mom? No, so I don't work right now. I was coaching at a CrossFit gym, um, and then I had maybe some hopes to do some personal training stuff at some point. But I was doing some personal training of. Uh, we've got a really good local high school cross country program. And so I would train those girls. I would do their strength in the off season. Um, yeah, no, uh, I say I just stay home, but um, California. So for one, California doesn't, I'm not saying like I need a second job to like be a true woman in 2020, but oh, no, yeah. no, there's no bus system here. So <clears throat> um, I, there, I have four pickups 
between uh, a middle school, two elementary, preschool, and then an early bird release kindergarten. Um, so just like the running around piece, like, I mean, what would, like, if I had a full-time job, like that means I'm hiring a nanny for, I mean, you have a full-time yeah. job right now. Like being a mom is an absolute like full-time job. That, like the, if I misspoke, I apologize because like it absolutely <laughs> no, no, no. is. I think I'm a little bit hypersensitive to it because I feel like sometimes I wish I had my career still and I was a Marine officer for almost 10 years. And so I'm like, oh, I should still be doing something. I have, I have my MBA. I have, a, I have a second master's degree, but like, I'm good here. Like yeah. I'm, this is great. And I mean, these kids need me. And at some point I'll transition out, maybe get a serious job. But for now, like I have fun playing and I, training. I and think you have a serious job right now. And the most important thing is that you love it. And if you love it, that's all that really matters. So it's, it is yeah. a full-time job, like being a mother, being a parent is, and you take it and you still manage to find the time to, train and to race at a high level so like that yeah. is like that's amazing like that's you when like when spartan said you were a super mom even though they gave that credit to face standing sorry i didn't mean <laughs> to bring that up again so like you are you absolutely are like you, you're spending like every waking moment for the most part taking care of four amazing children and you're still finding time to like get your training in and to like help coach other people so that is like so amazing so you know like give yourself a pat on the back because that is I, I could never do that. I could never, I have a hard enough time doing this podcast, doing my job, <laughs> doing my training. I feel like I'm like torn a thousand different pieces and like I'm slowly losing my mind or I could have already lost it. I'm not sure. <laughs> Who knows? But no, that's a good point. It's just like when you feel that pull, like in those moments when I'm just like, I can't at one time be a good mom to all four of you. And then like, I, I've got a race coming up, not right now, but like, even then, oh, by the way, I have a husband. I should probably be like a semi-decent wife. <laughs> Um, it, it, there's a lot of that that happens where you're just like pulled, but it's just like, take a breath, take a step, you know, outside of yourself. You're doing a good job. You're doing the best you can. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fine. You have great kids. Like, so, um, it's just, those pressures get to anyone on any level, no matter what your role on this mm -hmm. earth is. Um, but as long as I can kind of take a step back and kind of look down and, just realize like it's enough. I'm good. We're yes. getting by. And you know, just kind of attack it one day at a time. Just like mm -hmm. the way that you sort of break down a, a race, just all right, I'm gonna get through the next mile. I'm gonna get to the next obstacle. I'm gonna get to that halfway point and then oh, I'm about to do the fire jump. It's over. Same thing here. Like we're gonna get to eleven AM. We're gonna get through that Google Meet. All right, now it's gonna get through lunch and before you know it, you're putting them to bed and you're doing it again the next day. So just kind of that chunking where you're just breaking things down into easier, more like less overwhelming. Yes, absolutely. Talks. And as I'm like kind of winding down because Zoom has like limits on how long you can like record, <laughs> record your, your audio meetings or whatnot. So I wanted to ask you, and I feel like I'm going to get like just a depressing answer out of this, like considering how like ripped you are, but like what's your favorite COVID-19 snack? I feel you're going to say it's like a banana <laughs> or like an orange or something. I'm just going to feel so like a lame. fat piece of shit. <laughs> no, I'm big on nuts, Bill. Whoa. I know. We go a lot of places with that. But um no, we just all <laughs> grab like the, the Costco pre-shelled pistachios or the big like the almonds, um, and just kinda like a few handfuls a day. Are they like chocolate kind of covered? Easy please, one. Just, at least tell me it's chocolate covered. <laughs> no, I feel like we'll a little like, bit better. No, they have like those um pistachio clusters ones. 
yeah, we'll, we'll do those too, but we'll do like a family s'mores night, get crazy on that. Or we'll do like, um, family make your own ice cream sandwiches night. Ooh. Yeah. There's a lot of, I've been baking a lot more, which I'm kind of impressed with because I'm not super domestic in that regard, mm-hmm. but, um, coming up with like decent recipes that the kids like, and we like, and there's been more of that, but. So would you say that's been yeah. like your COVID-19 skill that you've gone, like that you've gained because mine has clearly been podcasting like maybe like, I don't know, it's like borderline, let's just say moderate, moderate. Like maybe it's okay. You stepped your game up quite a bit. I had to because there's nothing though. going on. I was like, there's yeah. no races, so there's no videos. So I'm just like, I have nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, baking for sure. And then just like the declutter piece. Like I, I'm not super OCD with like how organized I am. So it's been good for me to just like spend time at home mm-hmm. and just get organized. Because with four kids, like just stuff builds up. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like, why do I have piles of stuff everywhere? I'm just... So the whole declutter piece has been huge and I'm kind of like loving it. I still have a lot of like home projects that I need to do because I did throw myself into like doing other things like this and also (laughs) trying to repair my old man hip. So I did want to say, I wanted to say like you, you were going to like kind of like gloss over it. Like I didn't see it, but like you were very resourceful as a parent and you took that Nordic track box and you made it into a fort for the kids. You see that? I did see that. Yeah. Uh, it was huge. It was. It is kind of huge. Amazing. They've asked to like sleep in it. Uh, we, we had it's our Southern California. Redone. Let them do it. Oh, no, oh you even, and you even like put the carpet in from the redone carpet. That is amazing. Yeah, we were very resourceful. So it's been hours of entertainment for these guys because uh, they need it right now. We got them. Uh, we got our kids so a uh, Power Wheels, and we turned the box into a puppet show hey, house. Oh, yeah. that's brilliant. I can so, do that. That's a good like, one. So my oldest was like, can you, can you do this, daddy? And I was like, yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll give it my best shot. And like, I just like stay away. I have a razor knife and I'm probably going to lose a finger. <laughs> but it did not happen. I did not have to go to the emergency room, thank God. And they Perfect. put together a good uh, Mother's Day show for uh, Mother's Day, obviously. And like a puppet show. And like, it was amazing. Like, so amazing. That's and awesome. Yeah. There's Scout right there. Scout is just enjoying her time with her mommy. Yeah. More than... You know, this girl. Anytime you jump on with something that you've got to do, then it's always the kids got to have something. I've, it's happened to us all. Um, but as see, I, mine's here oh, right yeah, now. They like, know. Here comes mine. Oh, happy giggles. Here, you okay? Here. <laughs> I got this is Zoe. Zoe. <laughs> That's my friend Bill's girl. She's the cutie patootie. Say thank you. Oh, you can't hear because I have headphones on. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. She can't either. So is there anyone, as we're closing off, is there anyone that you want to, like, give a shout-out to sponsors, like, athletes, any, anyone, anyone, really? I fortunately got to be a part of the Ultra Red team, so it's kind of like, I mean, you could help me describe it, but it's, it's like the, the JV version of being a sponsored, like, should they have, like, a um, legit tier one level? But yes. It's awesome that we get six free pairs of shoes a year. You get 50% discount on any ultras. Um, anyway, so I got my kids all ultras this year. Um, so we've got middle school size. We've got elementary size. And then Logan's a kindergartner. Let me look oh. at these. They're so cute. And they, they love are. them. They put them on. They're ready to rock. Um, so that's been an awesome addition this year is being a part of that team. And yep. like, I'm really excited. I, th- I feel like I'm going to break some news here. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I should or not, because <laughs> I'm also new to red team this year as well, but I've been running an all oh, okay. for a few years, but, yeah. um, 
they're gonna like my favorite shoe is the superior but i okay. love the superior it's great for ocr it's great for trail racing yes exactly so they've redesigned it they have the superior 4.5 and it's supposed to like the one complaint that i had about the superior because i used to run in kings was that whenever you did downhills the superior your like toes shot right to the front yeah. and you were like yeah. you were i was bound to lose a toenail i don't know how i didn't but so they found a way when they redesigned it for the 4.5 they're locking your foot better in place so that doesn't happen that was literally the only flaw with that shoe and now that they've addressed it i'm gonna buy all the pairs really ask <laughs> ask for all the pairs for free but um i am a sponsored uh ultra red team athlete and you are too but i mean i like i said i was using these shoes long beforehand i feel like i just violated my my promise not to let this be like a like no commercials in but like this just and i use no. the shoes and and technically yeah. you brought it up so i feel like i yes and when you believe in something like that profoundly then it's it's fine you get a pass absolutely you get a pass and, and we also kind of plug yancey and uh also ian hosick so i feel like i feel like we covered our bases on people and things that we believe in i think we did and thanks and then, for uh dealing with the little just Got a little taste into my life. This little one following me around, and this real life stuff going on here, Bill. So exactly, real life stuff, and that's what I want. I want like that realness, that authenticity. You are as <laughs> real and as authentic as they come, Faye, and that is what I love about you. That's why I consider you a very close friend, and I'm glad that I could just like use this opportunity and this new skill that I developed to catch up with friends while we haven't been racing, and to like chat with them, and also let people know exactly how amazing you are. So. If you are not familiar with not face standing Faye Morgan, then you need to check her out. She is going to be linked in the show notes, which I think I figured out how to do that. So Ooh, uh, you, you can check out her Strava. You can check out her Instagram, find her on Facebook, add her. And like you just be prepared to be inspired by like all the things that you do in your regular life, which is absolutely not regular because it's amazing. And uh, I, I can't tell if you're crying or not behind those sunglasses. I'm going to pretend as if you're not. <laughs> I was going to say, you're making me tear up. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm a tough Marine. I don't cry. Absolutely. No, no, no tears. So, <laughs> Faye, thank you so much for taking the time. Appreciate Thanks, you so Bill. much. And uh, take it easy. Have a fun rest of your day and like hug that family. I will. Okay. You stay in touch. Thanks, Bill. Take it easy, friend. So there you have it. Great interview with Faye Morgan. She's real salt of the earth type people just a very hard worker, amazing super mom. Like she's got so much on her plate and she takes time out of her day to like talk with me and got a lovely little interview with Scout too and a lot of stank eye. Amazing kiddo, like beautiful kids, beautiful family. And just wanted to say thank you, Faye, for taking the time out of your day to talk with me and to share a bit of your story and how you got into the sport. And also thank you for your service. So to everyone that's listening, this is being released on a Friday before Memorial Day weekend. Uh, have a great, safe time while you're out there. Remember the reason why we're celebrating. It's not for veterans. It's to remember the fallen. And so please just be safe, have fun. Remember the reason why we're so lucky to live in a free nation. And thank you to everyone for tuning in and for continuing to listen. I've got more great interviews lined up for you guys to catch up with friends and to make some new friends. And and I don't know if I should spill the beans or not, but I do have interviews lined up with Hunter Russell and Nicole Miracle, two amazing athletes, super fun people to talk with. And I'm looking forward to helping you guys learn more about them and how they got involved in the sport and what they do to train and just really catching up with friends. So uh, 
tune back. A lot more episodes coming up and appreciate all your support. If you want to leave a five-star review on iTunes, please do. If not, no big deal. Going to keep doing these podcasts anyways for you guys. Hope you're at least enjoying them. I know I'm enjoying making them and getting a chance to chat with friends. So safe, fun weekend, everyone. See you guys on Tuesday.